Thank you for listening to the Other Side of Sports podcast, representing the DMV. Be sure to subscribe to us on Stitcher, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube at OSS TV. Look, we need your support, so please do us a favor and make sure you leave a comment and give us a rating. Thank you. Now on to our show. You are now tuned to the other side of BOK Sports 9 What's up, everyone? Welcome to the other side, the other side of sports. This is your guest host, Jeremy John, host of the Sports Reality Podcast, stepping in for your boy, Harold Laws. We do have the rest of the crew. We have D, we have Jeff, we have Aaron. How y'all doing, fellas? What's good? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's first start off with the big news in this nation, the presidential election. Uh, Joe Biden, the Democratic candidate, is now the president-elect. Let's start off with uh, where – I'm going to start with you, Jeff. Where were you when you heard the news of the results? Uh, let me think. I mean, I probably was out running some errands or something, but you know, it had been getting clearer and clearer. Um, it's funny, like I just uh, listened back to the episode uh, from last week, and you know, of course, D D went ahead and it was pleading the fifth. <laughs> you know, saying we <laughs> we we know he had his reasons, and and then Aaron, you weren't you weren't confident that the the American people, you know, would would, would do what they needed to do, you and know. But it still worked out. It still worked out. I mean, but but how you say they they the the the, uh, the lead is jai significant but the problem with it is is of course who who we got in the office you know he ain't concede nothing now what it was is of course you know the people that went to the uh the poll day of versus you know the mail-ins and and all that that it's like they they went ahead and tracked them down and so um you know it's still like but when you look across everything and when you look at the numbers like it really ain't close but it's one of those it's 70 things mil, though. that's too way too many you say what? It's 70 million, which is way too many. They're still on the other side of that. Uh... Right. But but, you know, the crazy thing about it is I, it just goes to show you like, you know, how bad like in missteps that Trump has made, like this COVID being like one of the biggest and obviously relevant right now, because if he didn't, he would have he would have won. Like, so, you know what I mean? Because like you said, it's still close enough to where like that shows you that it's it's a distance where it's, 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 a, it's a clear gap, but it's still close enough where he didn't make if he didn't make these missteps and wasn't so wild. And, you know, some of the things he's done, he, he would have won. So, I mean, he has nobody to blame with himself. But I mean, it'll just be interesting to see how it all comes about as far as um, him getting out of office, because, you know, of course, he's going to contest it. I think he had the Secretary of State saying that uh, Pompeo saying that uh, you know once everything comes in and shakes out, they're prepared to transition into his second term. Like, like what are you talking about, yeah? y'all? You, you lost, and so like that's gonna be like the biggest thing, like kind of figuring this out. But I think even 
whenever he does leave office, I don't think he's going to ever go to prison because it just kind of seems funny that they would ever put a former sitting president in prison. It just seems like it's he has too much knowledge of the country and things that went on and and take place for you to then turn around and put him in prison. I, I don't now fines might be heavy, but prison time? I, I don't think he ever gonna do no prison time. Nah, that that's a that's a great uh, opinion about that. I never really thought about that. Uh, D, where were you when you heard about the election results on Saturday afternoon? I was in bed. <laughs> <laughs> My phone was buzzing off, and I was like, man, what's going on, man? You know, that's my day at rest. So I looked at my phone, and then I seen what was going on. I was like, oh, snap, he got the presidency. And then, of course, then my son came out of his room, and him and my mom were talking, and you know what I'm saying? That's that's kind of when we got word that he they went ahead and said that they've seen enough, and he won the presidency. Um, even though this current administration is not letting go, um, and they're they're trying to not concede to Vic to to the lost, and and so they're still trying to say you know there was voter fraud, even though they don't have any type of uh, evidence of the voter fraud <laughs> that they keep saying. Um, and then you hear other um, politicians come out and saying that you know they got to look into how the mail-in ballots are being done for voting. Um, because if they don't look into it, you know, you may not have a Republican president ever again. It's just a lot of funny business going on. And to me, this is the the, the most unsettling thing for me is that despite Trump, you know, losing the election, he still has a lot of people in power that are going to continue on to what they did. They're going to carry this torch of what he left behind. And it's just going to be a remnant. And I just don't and know... Yeah. If 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 things are gonna be as good as what people believe it going to going to going to be, you know what I'm saying, based on the the results that they wanted to happen, based on what was left behind, and so I just feel like with all the votes that were, it was really split down the middle. It was a lot more votes, but I kind of I kind of saw that coming, and so I just feel like it's gonna be a lot of problems still, regardless, even though with the new the new president. Aaron, what do you want to see next for this country? Like, what's the next steps? What's the optimum next steps for you? Uh, for me, I think it's to kind of eliminate some of the dog whistling and fear mongering, even among the liberal parties. Like, the second they announced that Joe Biden won or was leaning towards being the winner, MSNBC, CNN, all you could see was these like super moderate white folks talking about how like the radical left and defunding the police and basically fear-mongering white people against being too supportive of any black movements towards holding police accountable and those kind of things, which kind of like, I try to get a little bit excited, you know what I mean? And just kind of like watch and see what some of the conversation was about. But it's still like that, that same tone that kind of like put a lot of people off by the moderates, whether it be Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden and kind of trying to use black people to get elected and minorities to get elected. Then the second they feel like they they're good. They go and try to reach back towards those Trump supporters or try to pull some of those white middle leaning people that aren't far extreme to the party. Like every year, they t I mean, every election, they tell you that you try to get 80 percent of every minority group and 40 percent of white people. And that's like a great pull for the Democratic Party. But they 
keep getting repetitive and spinning their wheels. And every time they get to a point where they win something, they start reaching back towards trying to convince people who just have, they don't like Democrats. They will never vote Democrat, but they keep trying to pull these people and pull these people. And it's just the only thing that's going to change those margins is time. Old people dying off. It's not going to be them keep reaching out and reaching out and reaching out and abandoning the constituents that actually put them in office. So that's my frustration and, and where I think people need to hold Biden accountable and make sure that he didn't just make promises or didn't just use people to get elected, but they actually get something out of this, um, out of his win. Yeah, I mentioned it on on social media. I said uh, it's a great step that at least Biden and Kamala Harris was the vice president, the first woman to be vice president, first black woman to be vice president, HBCU alum. So that's a great thing. Uh, But the next step is trying to flip the Senate trying to keep the, the the house and then also trying to get more of for me I I vote Democrat for me it's trying to get people who believe like me on the lower levels so we can get more support uh, we can't have what happened with President Obama where yes he was elected in 2008 but then midterm elections ended up being a house and a senate full of republicans and then things can't get done i mean yeah like aaron said people gotta die out but also in the um in congress you gotta get more people who are leaning toward the way that you think is whatever's correct for you for me it's gonna be liberal for others it may be conservative but for me that's what's going to have to happen. Um, and one quick highlight, the election really swung in large cities and large cities tend to be democratic. And then also Jeff, you mentioned the mail-in ballots. They said mail-in ballots during this election was upwards of 75% were to for Joe Biden. And then back to the large cities, you had cities like Pittsburgh and Philadelphia and Atlanta where Biden won nearly 80 percent of Detroit. Detroit, yes, thank you. Detroit, yeah. Um, and, and those are the numbers that swung it in favor because we have the terrible system of the electoral college. Uh, but that's what happened, right, John. We and we they still have that in place, and you know they never trying to remove that because we know why that was put in initially when America was founded. You know what I mean? And all the people, yeah, slave owners, land owners, like all the people that the, the founding fathers that wrote the Declaration of uh, Independence, you know, almost, well, what, uh, 80, 95, uh, I mean, 85 to 90% of them were slave owners. Like all of them were land owners, business owners. And basically they, uh, we know they set it up. So, you know, people in their positions would be the ones whose votes actually counted, even though they were selling you this dream that, uh, you know what I mean? Everyone's votes counted, um, you know, back, back, back then. I mean, you know, it's people who still have frustration with that now, you know, because you can win the popular vote and still lose the election as what happened with Hillary Clinton. So, um, you know, it's just, it's a lot of things that, that they need to change throughout politics. But like you said, uh, uh, Aaron, without people dying and, you know, then you, you're talking about also people uh, consistently voting um, locally, uh, you know, during elections, um, you know, these things won't change. I mean, it's just like when you think of the fact that uh, you get a lifetime appointment on the Supreme Court, like that's ridiculous. In no profession or no job do you have a lifetime job. 
So the fact that you would get one on the Supreme Court that hears some of the most uh, significant cases um, current throughout history and that you can be on that seat for a lifetime, like that makes no sense. So, you know, people have to continue to fight for things and changes like that and they have to vote. Hey, and Georgia is gonna, you know, they have two available seats. So, oh, that runoff. Yeah, that runoff. Yeah. Isn't, so. that, isn't that Kelly uh, left? What is it? Like the yep. left Kelly or something? Yeah, the, uh, Atlanta, yeah, who owned the Atlanta Dream um, or whatever. Yeah. She's, so. she's in one of those runoffs, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so that right there would be a key to, you know, if they get the Senate and then they'll have the House, that would be key for the presidency as well. Let's and do so. something with it, though. Yeah. Like, right. like Jeremy said the last time, they had the, uh, up until midterm elections, Obama had the uh, House and the Senate. Yeah. He squandered the opportunity without question. Another quick note uh, we mentioned like the large cities. Um, the Navajo Nation in Arizona, I think it was 75%, 75,000 are registered voters. Out of the 75,000, 72,000 voted for Biden. <laughs> and if you see how close the numbers are in Arizona. So right. I mean, sometimes these elections come down to like, but down, to, <laughs> down to the single digits almost and this is what could determine the fate of a nation and that's why I tell people look especially black people this country isn't perfect for us but it'll, it's, it's hell if you don't vote like so right. you, you, at least, you gotta at least have some say in what you do um, for the time being uh, one quick thing before we get out of here the I guess funniest part for me about all of this was did you hear about um, the press conference at the Four Seasons that uh, Rudy Giuliano really, Rudy Giuliani had on Saturday at the landscaping nah. parking lot <laughs> they're so yeah. dumb they can't even get the dog no, these bad is idiots yeah. <laughs> idiots uh, explain it for the oh, listeners uh, Aaron uh, what happened with that yeah. press conference so Rudy Giuliani tried to set up a press conference uh, was it Thursday I want to say Thursday at like 11 o'clock to basically because you know Joe Biden had that initial um, where he came out and made like a statement and then, so, you know, they ran to try to make a statement in Philadelphia. <laughs> so he called the Four Seasons, talking about, we know you have the security protocol we need, so we're going to have a press conference there at 11. Then they show up once they get the directions, and it's a landscaping company called Four Seasons Landscaping. And they're basically in a dirt road parking lot, look like a junkyard on Freya Sanford and son or something, <laughs> and doing this press conference with all the media there because they didn't even verify that it was the Four Seasons Hotel instead of like Four Seasons Landscaping Parking Lot. So they're out of control. <laughs> they said it was incompetent. A, they said uh, it was in between a um uh, oh. <laughs> store and what was the other place? I can't remember. But it, it was just the jokes flying around about like all the other businesses that were nearby, and it was not the Four Seasons Hotel. Um, Stop it. <laughs> let's now move on to the NFL. The NFL is proposing, or at least they they spoke about it earlier this year, but but they're they they're actually meeting about it during the owners meeting that I believe is going on right now, and discussing a I guess an, an extension to the Rooney Rule where it will um, 
pretty much teams would be compensated for grooming and then uh, losing minority can- candidates to other teams that hire them for head coaching or general manager roles. There'll be a compensatory third round draft pick for each uh, each of the next two seasons after, you know, grooming a African-American or a minority uh, coach or front office uh personnel and if so happen if you lose two people within one year you'll get three of those draft picks do you think and i'll start with you d do you think this resolution or or extension of the rooney rule incentive would actually incentivize teams to actually hire and groom minority uh personnel uh i want to say yes to an extent because a third round pick is a, is a pick that you can definitely get uh, some quality talent with, you know. Um, but at the, at the same time, I don't know if that's enough to make a team not choose what they're used to doing. Um, and it's all good to have a concept, you know, the compensatory pick. But at, when you start to lose, you know, are you going to go back to what you're used to doing? Um, I, I just feel like the Rooney rule on a, on a whole was a good idea, um, but it all comes down to the execution. And if it's not executed correctly, then it, it's just not going to matter. Um, I think teams will just continue to do what they're doing because they feel like that's the way to win. Um, they feel like that's the best formula. And, and you know how arrogant, especially when it comes to owners and and GMs and whatever, you know, in the, the front office of an of a NFL team and how they operate. They're going to do things how they see and how they want to do things because these people are billionaires. They're supremely rich and they may not want to see someone of color or a minority, which I hate that term, um, to be in that position as a head coach or as a general manager as it says for this new rule. I just don't know how well this is going to encourage. Because look, at the end of the day, you have someone, let's just give an, an example. You have the, the the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. He hasn't gotten ahead. He gotten some looks. And I feel like that's just to kind of meet the requirement that you need to, to look at a black candidate when it comes to a head coaching job. But this guy's had one of the top offenses in the NFL for years and still has not gotten a head coaching gig. Now, mind you, the ones that were before him have gotten head coaching jobs as officer coordinators for that same exact team. So right. it's, it's just one of those situations where I just I just don't know if I'm going to see that much of a difference, even with the third round picks. Is that going to be enough to, to make people change the way in which they operate? And I don't know if it's going to be enough because it's, there's no commonality in their mind when they see a black candidate being a head coach in the GM comparing seeing and compared to seeing their white counterpart. That's just, that's just me. Jeff, what do you, what do you think about the situation? Do you think uh, the extra picks are going to incentivize teams to hire or, and groom um, people of color? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of with, with D on this. I mean, I'm not confident about it. And my thing is why third round pick, if you really, want to make some noise make it a first round pick and and then we'll really see if you know if if teams are about that because again like this conversation has been had over and over again and and people hire what they're familiar with and who you know who they know and who they're comfortable with and you know and, and so that's kind of how it goes and 
as D mentioned, when you 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 talk about uh, Nagy and um, what's what's your your man name in, in Philadelphia or whatever? Uh, yeah, Peterson. Uh, Peterson. Peterson. Yeah, Nagy and Peterson were the two. Uh, previous OCs under Andy Reid and as you mentioned like they both have head coaching jobs and I mean they've they've done okay you know I mean the office wasn't near this no office wasn't near this when they got jobs it definitely wasn't I mean they didn't have Mahomes either but nonetheless you know it, it, it wasn't it wasn't this you know they won I mean Peterson's done he's won a Super Bowl so but I mean he's he's looked questionable and made questionable decisions that time Nagy They've gone to the playoffs and, you know, they've looked questionable at other times. But nonetheless, they both got opportunities. And as you mentioned, the enemy has shown what they can do. They won the Super Bowl. Neither one of those guys were the coordinators when, and again, like I said, in fairness, that does have obviously a large degree to do with Mahomes, but it is what it is. They did win a Super Bowl last year. And they have a good chance at winning it again this year. They're under the radar at, Eight and one, averaging thirty-two a game, and so if he doesn't get a head coaching job this year, I mean, like you said, what what incentive can you say is going to make them do anything if that's not what they want to do? They're billionaires; that's their money. Like you always hear the term, like when people say, "like stay out of my pockets" or "why you count my pockets." Like these people earn their money and they want to spend their money how they want to spend it and if they don't truly believe in a a black candidate then that's not who they're going to hire no matter what incentives are in the way because they feel that they can get it done anyway without this extra pick so i don't really i'm not really confident that it will make a difference aaron i mean i kind of agree if it's not a first round pick or more incentive for them to do it, they're going to hire their buddies. It's a good old boy system. It's always been. And as long as there's no black owners, it's going to continue to be that way. I think there's only one black GM, and that's in Miami, Ross. And he hired a black head coach. So it just kind of looks like the league is going to do what the league is going to do. It's gone backwards since the Rooney, 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 Rooney rule has been in effect and not forward. So... I mean, I don't know what else you can do if you can't mandate them to hire who you want them to hire because there's 32 basically independent teams. So other than making it so incentivized to be able to hire somebody black, which is sad that you would have to do that because then you're going to hear all the white guys start complaining about, oh, look at this and basically affirmative action, yada, yada, yada. You know how they complain. Yeah, it's so stupid. It's 32. Yeah, but that's so stupid. It's 32, like the nerve of anybody to complain when it's 32 jobs. And I believe it's only, what, four black head coaches? So how would you sit up here and complain about that? Like, yeah, it's just... Every time you try to give them the opportunity to do the right thing, they just refuse to. Right. Right. If you don't don't make them do the right thing, they won't. (laughs) And that's just how society is. I don't know how you think that just because the wealthy like people get more money that that means that they will then shell it out to people with less fortune. That <laughs> history history has shown that that doesn't happen. So you know what I mean? Like I, I don't. And this is no different. Like you know, it's not gonna like no one's just gonna give up or concede anything without it being a fight for it and changes taking place and beyond even the head coaching positions look at 
you don't have to leave this city. Look at Washington in the office coordinator position. The guy hadn't won a single game in his last job as office coordinator and got hired immediately to be the OC from the guy that got fired at the previous place he was in because his father was really good at his job. So if you don't have a bunch of black guys or black dads across the league who are offensive coordinators and head coaches through the 70s and 80s and 90s, how do you expect black people to keep up when we're hiring sons and grandsons and all this other kind of stuff. We're just <laughs> generational hires. I got you. Right. right. Like that's never played the game. Never. Right. And that's the and that's the whole form and the thing of like white privilege. And I mean, I it's just it it's crazy to think that, you know, I mean, like clearly we've already talked about how Americans are, you know, especially when you know you're talking about voting are idiots, but it's crazy to think that they would think that black people are idiots and we don't see white privilege like i mean and it'd be crazy to it's crazy to think that you could sit up here and try to justify that it's not that instead of just like you know hey saying hey it is what it is like i mean i can't help which skin color i was born in you know and it is what it is like at least that would be more genuine but when you sit up here and act like like you don't understand or you don't see white privilege it's the silliest thing in the world you know what i mean like i, I just can't i can't rock with that yeah and i and i even think it's it's more the underlying type of stuff so it's not like the in your face it's more of because of your color i don't think you're capable of doing anything but be on the field and running with the football in your hand and that's it even that quarterback that's that's beyond your capabilities in terms of intellectual so it's it's more of you need to stay where you need to stay at which is the, the skill positions um do that get me money um but beyond that it's hard for me to see you outside of that role and i, and I think that's the biggest issue and and so these owners are not going to be like, oh, yeah, let me hire that guy. I, I, I just don't see that, even with the third round pick. You need to give me like a first round pick to make them really be like, all right, I think yeah, this is they, they might think about they it. They may you know think about saying? that. You know, but then the bad thing is, like Aaron said, then you have the other coach like, hold on, that's not fair. So now you're just you're just getting hired because we're getting a first round pick. And not they don't have nothing qualified. to say about how fair it is now, D. Right. You don't right. see the white coaches saying, oh, this is not fair. The league is 70% black. Why is it only you don't hear that? Right. And and those stories, like, you know, they they kind of get buried. Like you gotta have some non-biased like reporters that'll actually bring those stories to light because most people won't know about the Washington situations or situations like that because they're not publicizing that. Just like we talked about the secret deal with Ernie, like those are the type of things that, but, but let it be a black person. You're going to know the, the whole lineage of this dude and where know. it is, where, you know what I'm saying? Where like, he spent the money. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I think one thing that could work and let me know if you all uh, agree or, or any other uh, modifications to it. If it's a, a, a black coach that ends up getting higher, head coach ends up getting higher. It should probably be like a four year minimum, a four year uh, minimum on the job. What do y'all think about that? You them owners will throw a fit because they Roger Goodell is not really in control of the league. He's basically subservient to the 32 owners. They would not. It, they would because that's more controlling to them than hiring them in the first place. They hired the dude Wilkes uh, with the Cardinals, gave him one year and got him out of there. Can you imagine forcing them to have a black guy they don't want for four years and then the white guy they were going to hire go win a Super Bowl or make the playoff somewhere else? Hmm. No, they would never hire another black head coach again. 
Other news in the NFL, Monday Night Football actually ended up being a very good game. The New New England Patriots went into the Meadowlands and faced the New York Jets. And the Patriots ended up winning by a last-second field goal. Cam Newton, if you look at the stats, he had an okay game. But if you actually looked at the game in the fourth quarter, he put the team on his back and, and made some very great passes to put them in, in position to score and then there was one play specifically and I'm glad not just him but the coaches staff was able to be mindful of this they only had one timeout left and they ran for a first down but because they were close to the original line of scrimmage they decided to spike the ball instead of using their last timeout uh, that that allowed them to stop the clock and then the very next play came through a, a deep pass that was uh that was caught and put them into field goal range so the patriots uh won that game against the jets this is their only third victory of the year however cam newton is getting criticized even in a win earlier today jeff saturday said i don't like how cam newton looks on the bench um he's not uh motivating the team and if i was a teammate you know i wouldn't feel confident with how things are going Uh because of cam newton and we'll talk about what they also said about someone else later in this episode but i'll start with you d what why what's going on with all this criticism of cam newton like what is it simply just what we already know that oh he's a black quarterback he's gonna get the uh the scrutiny or is it or is there some merit to what they're saying i think it's it's part of that and i think um one thing that's not well received is a cocky or arrogant uh professional player that's the, that mean that's the <laughs> that's just the bottom line it's not they don't like it um it's, it's different on the other side but but you can see that they don't like that they never liked that from cam and so ever since he came into the league they always were scrutinizing anything he did incorrectly and it was always amplified to the nth degree and i think this is no different now don't get it twisted now Cam has been playing, in my opinion, some of his worst football. Just some of his mechanics and some of those things, just some of the fundamentals. And again, this is a whole new offense for him that he had to learn um, right. with, with the COVID and, you know, shortened off seasons and all that stuff as well. So he doesn't get the same repetitions. But at the end of the day, I just I just feel like they're always going to be on Cam's neck. Um, not to mention Cam had a follow in the footsteps of Tom Brady. So then they're going to be on the net because of that as well. You know, anybody that falls in the footsteps of someone like Tom Brady, they're going to get scrutinized and especially Cam Newton, he's going to get super scrutinized. Um, so it's no different when Peyton Manning left the Colts and, you know, Andrew Luck, all the pressure that he had, but it's the difference is they gave Andrew Luck opportunities to make mistakes. Could he throw interceptions left and right? And they didn't say that or mention that when he did it in the playoffs, but with Cam, he can win a game and he still messed up. So, you know, this is one of those situations that continues to play and it's repetitive and, and iterative in, in, in a sense. Jeff, um, there was another observation that I that I noticed and, and not just me. They mentioned it uh, during Sports Center about this this uh, New England Patriots defense. Mm-hmm. 
you want to hear the stat that they had uh, since remember last year Monday Night Football Patriots played the Jets that was the icy ghost game for Sam Darnold well since then that was week eight of last season the uh, the Patriots have only had 17 passing touchdowns and so this is on the offensive side first uh-huh. um, the, uh, they've only had 21 and a half points per game so that ranks 24th uh, yards per game uh, 211 that ranks 26 and then their win loss is 8 and 9 however Cam Newton is the one who's getting most of the blame When you, and then you compound that with um but the defense that's struggling right now. Uh, but knowing all of that that's, that's going on, do you think the Patriots still have a shot at making the playoffs this year? Uh, I mean, I don't. I think they, they have to leap. Even though there's an extra team, they have to, you know, leap too many teams. I mean, if you go to, uh, like, if you were to just do the quick rundown on divisions, like in the uh, – in the West of the AFC, of course, you have the Raiders and the Bron- I mean, and uh, the Chiefs. So that's two right there that are vying for position. In the East, you have the Bills and the Dolphins. That's vying. And, the, and then uh, the North, you have the Ravens, the Steelers, and the Browns. That's vying for. I mean, so you get the point. Like I just don't, I just don't think that they they'll be able to overcome all of those teams in front of them, um, particularly with the fact that they don't really have any weapons. Like, I mean, Cam is starting to build a rapport with, who is it, Myers and uh, what's the other guy? Bird. Bird, yeah. But I mean, but come, name. <laughs> right, yeah. I think it's Demir Bird or something like that. But, um, but like, these are just like, you know, like guys, you know, and, and if they end up proving me wrong, so be it. I'll wear it on the chin. But like these are just guys, man. Like and so there's not really any weapons on offense. Um, of course, we know they have the highest number of opt outs on defense. Step Well, a lot of them are on defense. I think all, all of them might Eight be players total. Yeah, yeah, but how many of those are defensive players? All of them might be defensive. I think it was players. all defensive. I can't recall yeah. all offensive players. I feel like, yeah, I feel like it was all defensive. If, it was so. an off, if there was an offense player, it was only one. I believe right. it's a lineman, but he would right. be the only one. Okay, yeah. So And and they're missing Stephon Gilmore. So, I mean, they just don't really have enough weapons. And, like, wow. Uh, you know, Belichick may be the greatest coach. You know, a lot of people regard him. I, I'm like happy for this because, like, I never really liked Belichick's disposition and how he goes about things. Just from the standpoint that he makes it like it's all about him. And if you if you think of any historically great coach in any of the sports, whether it's Phil Jackson, Red Arbach, Don Shula, Bill Walsh, and these guys, they always put it on the players. Like they don't. They know they couldn't have done any of this without the players. And Tom Brady allowed him to get away with all of this stuff, taking the pay cuts and, you know, letting him, you know, basically treat him how he did, how he did. And we know the fact that the, uh, the matter is Bill Belichick was fired from uh, from the Browns. He was on the way to getting fired from the like uh, they he started out. Well, five, he was five and 11 in his first year with with the Patriots. And they were what, owing two or three in the set before Bledsoe got hurt. So I mean, mm-hmm. he he wasn't really doing too hot. 
And Brady, for 20 years, allowed him to get away with this. And now, like, he's not able to do this. And so he just looks like a regular coach. And so, you know, that, that's kind of what, what, what I'm happy to see because, like I said, I, I just think that sometimes I'm all for, like, you know, like people having confidence and being arrogant and stuff like that. But you, you better back it up and you still need to be humble in a certain respect too. And I, and I just think that, you know, Cam is being asked to do a lot. I mean, it's similar to when he was in Carolina where they didn't have most of his years. They didn't really have a lot of weapons. And like as always. The whole offense. Yeah. And so this isn't really any different than that. And Bill Belichick just doesn't have the horses on defense to be able to, you know, actually have a good defense. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about someone on the other side of the spectrum of this discussion, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Ooh. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers got smacked on Sunday night football. Uh, what was it? 30 something to three. That's all I know. That's how bad it was. 38. 38. Uh, Tom Brady had what? Three interceptions. And not a, not only that, a lot of other bad decisions throughout the game. But somehow, I mentioned it earlier about how Jeff Saturday mentioned how Cam Newton is the reason Patriots are struggling. Somehow, in the next breath, he was able to say that, oh, the Buccaneers' struggles are all on Bruce Arians and Byron <laughs> Leftwich. When, you know, Bruce Arians wasn't on that field and Byron Leftwich, yeah, he's a quarterback, but he ain't been in the league for a while. Leftwich didn't throw three terrible interceptions. <laughs> like, so, um, and then uh, it was uh, Spears and even Greg McElroy who chimed in and said, yeah, yeah it was everyone involved when honestly I watched that game and I'm like yes if you're Tom Brady and you're the GOAT I think you should be able to overcome quote unquote bad game plans and just play the game you know you have Mike all Evans. those weapons though all <laughs> those weapons what everybody complained about for Antonio <laughs> Brown oh, stop. and they started blaming him too right yes so it, it's just yeah, they were, Yeah, that was the funny thing. How they was blaming Antonio Brown. I'm like, dog, like stop he it. Just got he there. Just got, so you blaming him? He just got there. Like oh, that story for next good. week. You're gonna use it again. <laughs> yeah, like the Jones is so crazy. Like it's oh, it's so almost tough, like though. it's no responsibility for the, for these writers or these pundits, man. Like they could just say whatever with no type of uh, claims like they're just baseless it just doesn't make any sense because I mean all of us can agree that obviously the defense didn't show up but it, it wasn't like that Brady and them didn't have the ball like they had they got the ball all of them possessions at each time that the Saints were scoring they were going three and out so you know the Saints have a good defense, but it's it's not the the it Ravens. That of the, uh, it you know, look like that all the other you know games. Yeah, yeah. So, my, my, did you hear the reporter ask uh, Bruce Arians in the press press conference why did Byron not get uh, Evans the ball? And then Arians like, oh, <laughs> he said Evans was running oh, wide yeah, open all day. He was he was open. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's just like, and people think I don't like white people, dog. But, <laughs> When you in certain spaces, <laughs> you just see what they do. Like I don't make this stuff up. I'm just bringing up stuff that happens in real life, and battles get so defensive. It, this really happened. They, they, you have never heard Yo, anybody ask on, any question not, about it's only, it's only, it's only white people that get defensive though. Because no, that's what I mean. Now, some black people have been yeah. like, yeah, like 
You'd be surprised. But it's but, like, no. But look, but Aaron, though, in the same breath, though, in the reverse, they wouldn't get Byron Leffers props for the offense playing better. They would say it's it not is. great. Uh, they won't. They it won't. <laughs> and, and, that, and that's the whole thing with, like, some of these, you know, the, like the people that, like, obviously love Brady. It's like Brady gets none of the blame when they lose, no matter how great the defense played, like when the defense for New England didn't give up any points to allow them to come back from 28 to three. And even when they were down 14 against Seattle and, you know, and they didn't give up any points, like the defense gets no credit for that. And they don't talk anything about like Brady gets all the credit for the win. But then when they lose, it's everybody else fault other than Brady. And that's just the thing that like, I just, I I can't stand that type of stuff. Yeah, man. Like that's, that's, that joint is not responsible reporting in in coverage of the of the team of the news of the player like because no one else is getting these benefits and it's like just because you've won in the past like that that has nothing to do with the current situation like you know what i mean just because you might think brady is the goat for those who do think that like doesn't mean that he's playing that way now and that's okay that's just the reality of the situation Right, you know what I'm saying? But people get so invested in, in previous statements they made. And, and like you were saying, Jeff, I think it's 100% that them still on a campaign to convince everyone in the world that Brady's the GOAT, no conversation. You know what I mean? Like, it has, like, cause it's not based in fact ever. It's never anything based in fact. My, 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 my issue is uh, at some point, football players have to be football players. And, and Tom Brady threw three terrible interceptions and they were all on his on on him especially the one where he's rolling to his right and throws it to his left <laughs> just throw uh-huh. it straight up the air. Throw the I think that him. was a punt though because it was fourth down so I think he just threw it up like could be it's still an interception but no, I think I think that was third you talking about the joint the grunk that he tried to throw to a 40 the 45 or however the joint that know, looked like a punt grunk. it was just like the duck that he yeah, flew and it was, was like straight up yeah I think that was fourth down I'm pretty sure I that was fourth down it could be but but still it's like at some point even hey, if I don't really mess with Brady like that so even if the game plan is trash like a lot of these media pundits were saying I mean at some point you just gotta go out there and play you got Mike Evans Chris Godwin Leonard Fournette Grob Gronkowski Weapons Cameron Bray and That's AB like and, no, and, and Scotty Miller he got <laughs> weapons <laughs> everywhere dog like and an offensive coach that wants you to throw down the field right and I yeah. think that's part of the issue is people have this image of Brady based on watching him play against or kind of juxtaposing him against Peyton of Brady being this downfield thrower magnificent just like you know what I mean aggressive offensive player and he never was that he was Charlie though. Checkdown for ninety nine percent of his career. Yeah, and he got only, it done. And he only won. the Moss year. Yeah, only right. the Moss year where they airing that thing out. But yeah, other than and that, there's nothing against him. You know what I mean? He got he won six chips. Maybe that's the way to do it. But that doesn't fit or coincide with the imagery that they want to have of this guy who just was Dan Marino out there just throwing bombs and the most beautiful passes you ever seen in your life. Like his best pass is a, is a five yard out. You know what I mean? That's just what he's built his <laughs> career. So. It's it partially is that like Bruce Arians wants you to throw the ball downfield. 
That's why Jameis Winston has so many interceptions. I'm not saying you're supposed to get 30 of them, but you just have to be more aggressive in this offense when you're playing another team that can score. Now, you can run it up against the Panthers and some of these other garbage, the Giants and some of these other garbage teams, but when you're playing another team that can score the way you can score, the checkdowns might not and, get it done in this offense. And, and they have defense, too. So, like, obviously... They got was, the top, one of the top defenses in the NFL. Right. And think about it. Like, it took... Because he played in the AFC East for 20 seasons, which Trash. was terrible all that time, he had never been swept by a division opponent. His first year in a new division, a new team, he swept by the Saints. So, I mean, you know, like I said, man, like it's it's a lot of, like, here's the thing. We all, and people that are here this will probably, you know, think that we're bashing Brady or this and that and the third. Like, all of us know Brady is great. But the thing is, it's a lot of things in, that went into him winning. I mean, he was a huge part. Like, let's not, obviously he had six game winning drives and like, so they keep it close. And we know, it, I don't think it's probably any comparing anybody when it comes to like his clutchness. You know what right. I mean? He, he, you know what I mean? And he, he's ice cold. Yeah. When it comes to that. But in terms of just like everything, it, it's a lot of things that went into. Yeah, he got that field goal. He got that field goal clutch. He got that field goal kicker clutch. Yeah. I got <laughs> but like you got to convert too. Like let's not act like the back nah, converted. Yeah. He converted three third third and tens in in uh in, in in against Kansas City. You know, in the year that you know Frank, what was it? I mean, um, your man jumped off sides, but he could, oh, you know, four D four when D yeah, he converted yeah, three was... third and tens on the road in Kansas City. Yeah, who yeah, yeah. you know, you know what I'm saying? So I know what you're saying though, but, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, so but it's like, oh, it's a lot that goes into this, and it's like they give Brady the credit for everything, and when nothing, when everything goes wrong, he somehow is a ghost. He Casper, like you, he, like nothing, nothing's going his way. You know what I mean? No, no bad talk is going his direction. And that's the thing that I just, I can't really rock with. You know what I mean? Like you just got to keep it, keep it a hundred across the board. If he, if you want to give him all the credit when they win, then give him that same credit when they lose. And beyond that, Jeff, they get mad when his own coaches criticize him. I've never seen right. anything like this before. Right. Yeah, like, they will get pissed at Bruce Arians for telling, oh, no, that pick wasn't on the receiver like y'all tried to make it be. That was on Brady. And people got furious. Like, baby, like Brady's above reproach. No, it's just, it's out of control. And, and to kind of piggyback what you were saying earlier, Aaron, about the way he has to see the field, he was saying that that was a, a major change for him as a, as a passer, where with Belichick, it was always... You look short, then you look deep. Where with Arians, is you look deep first, then you look short. Right. And so just his transition of finding his reads was different because he's looking deep first and then he's looking for the short passes. That's not how his career was was made. So Yeah, right. 20 years of that dog. Imagine trying right. to flip completely reversing your philosophy <laughs> after 20 years of having great success. Yeah. Facts. Real quick, let's move on to uh, the Washington football team. They fell to the New York Giants 23-20. to Daniel Jones is uh, 4-0 against the Washington football team. He is 1-16 versus the rest of the league, though. 
Um, big news out of that game. Uh, Giants got their second victory. They're now two and seven. Real quick, D. D. Uh, are, are you are you upset that they won? Or are you happy that at least there was some positivity? Where where are you as a Giants fan on this? I'm still in the same place that I was last week. I see. This is my frustration. Daniel Jones has the tools. He don't know how to use them quite. And I see everybody around him improving and he is not. And that is my biggest issue with this whole situation. I feel like if we had a quarterback that was able to make, you know, saying do better with with, with what he's doing at his position, that we could probably have more games that we won. We wouldn't be giving up big leads. Um, Not not saying he plays defense, but in terms of being able to score more points, um, and I, that's that's the main situation I'm still in with this whole with this whole thing with Daniel Jones. I, I still want to see more from him, I guess, for the rest of the season. But this is what I think, and I'm gonna be honest with you. And this is what I probably should say I know, but I don't. He's gonna be our <laughs> starting quarterback for the next three years, yes, and that's sir. just the bottom line. And three I, and years I know, beyond this year, moving forward. Yeah, I just think I think beyond I think th- unless he just has a catastrophic injury like an Alex Smith joint, I just don't see him not being our quarterback. Because our ownership is very faithful to certain type of players, and they're not going to move on very so quickly. So are they going? So is Judge and them going to be there for? I mean, because yeah. like we, I don't think he's we, a good coach. Because yeah, I was going to say we've discussed how they've competed. It's just Daniel Jones at the quarterback position. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Joe Judge is a. See, this is the thing. I, I think was. I think as fans, we don't look at for head coaches. We look at head coaches that were like an offensive coordinator genius or a defensive coordinator right, genius. Right, right. The splash hire. Right. Uh-huh. But what you really need as a head coach is someone that can coach and it, as a head coach. And that's something different than being a coordinator. And I think what Joe Judge did when he came in is he was an actual head coach and he allowed his other guys to do their job to the best of their abilities. Because I've never seen just Jason Garrett. And this goes to you, Jeremy. Your boy Jason Garrett is had a heck of a game plan for the skins. And and yet again, Daniel Jones found a way to miss wide open guys. So it's just the game plans are good. The adjustments are good. But at the end of the day, it's not, it's almost not enough almost at the end of every single game. And I just feel like I need to see improving from him and everybody else is improving. So at what point is going to be enough for Daniel Jones? You know what I'm saying? Jason Garrett is, is having a renaissance, but uh, <laughs> on, on, to, on to the Washington football team, Kyle Allen had a, from what I heard, I haven't even seen it, but heard he had a group, some injury. He looks like based on what people are saying that he's just done for the rest of the year. Alex Smith came into the game in relief through, I believe three interceptions. Yes. Uh, in, in that game. Um, what does this mean for Dwayne Haskins? Is, is he going to actually start some point in the remainder of the year? Never. Uh, they named Alex Smith the starter in the press conference after the game. He didn't, mm. Ron didn't even wait. <laughs> he didn't wait till Monday to watch the film. He made sure. <laughs> he made sure. Well, that that, that, that kind of answers our question, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> we can just move on to the next segment. <laughs> uh, the NBA is coming back. It is coming back uh, December 22nd, I believe. Training camp should be opening soon. The NBA draft is next Wednesday. The three players, three prospects, three top prospects are James Wiseman, who had a short stint at uh, Memphis, uh, 
Anthony Edwards at Georgia and LaMelo Ball, who was last in high school and then played in Australia. Those are the top three prospects. There's some rumblings that Ball could go as high as one. Uh, there's some thought that maybe he can even um, that the Golden State Warriors at number two may get him. I don't remember who has the third pick in the draft, but those are the top prospects. The Charlie Wizards. Have, yeah. Charlie Hornets. Okay. The Wizards have the ninth overall pick. I'm not going to lie. I didn't watch a single second of college basketball last year. And then with the pandemic where we didn't get to yeah, see. They shut it down. The tournament. Yeah. The, the tournament. It's like, I don't know any of these people. I remember James Wiseman, you know, coming in into college, but I don't know about Anthony Edwards. LaMelo, obviously, he was in Australia. And then they have the kid out uh, from Dayton, Obi Toppin. I heard he's good. He played, I think, two years in college, and I heard the second year was really good. So it's a real toss-up, and that might be the exciting part about this NBA draft. But um, some quick notes about the NBA season. Uh, There will be a 72-game season, and the salary cap is going to stay. Salary cap and the tax, uh, the luxury tax, is going to stay in the exact same amount as it was last season. Uh, So that is good for the players. You're not going to have a drastic uh, drop in the salary cap. Um, now it does affect free agency. Free agency should be starting, um, I think, a week after the draft. I believe is when free agency is going to start. And um, I think I think it was actually like a two days. I think the draft is what the 18th. I think free agency yeah. is like the 20th. Okay. I All right. Like, All right. Yeah. Thank, you. Thank you for correcting me on that. Actually, there it is. I see it right there in the article. Yes, the 20th. Um, so there probably isn't going to be you know the typical free agency period that we that we get with the NBA but um this should be interesting it should be interesting uh one other key note about the 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 agreement that they came with the CBA for the remainder of the CBA um their salaries will be put in or revenues will be put in escrow stretching over I think two or three years instead of all trying to dump it into one year because the players do not want to lose a large significant amount of their their salaries due to putting you know dumping revenue into escrow uh, so it's good for the players because I, I really thought the NBA was going to say oh well we, we don't have the revenue so because of the pandemic we don't have it now we got to lower the salary cap and uh, I'm glad the players sat there negotiating and said, nah, man, let's let's keep the salary cap where it is. And y'all got to bite the bullet. So it is good on both fronts. Um, I'll start with you, Jeff, though. Are you excited for the NBA season starting in December? I mean, I, I'm I'm intrigued definitely by this season. I mean, we have a lot of, um, you know, players coming back from injury. Uh, obviously, people want to see what LeBron can do against uh you know he'll face more competition this year he obviously is a year older they now they've won it so ad has a taste of you know being a champion i'm curious to see what moves that they'll make in free agency um i'm curious to to see what uh you know golden state will do with the draft pick obviously kd and Kyrie over in the east um, so there's there's definitely storylines of whether uh, the Bucks will trade for Chris Paul or you know what the Clippers will do. So it, there's definitely storylines. It'll probably take me 
a little bit of time to, to get into it. Um, you know, cause I do want to see how they'll do it. I mean, I don't think they're, they'll have fans. I mean, the, at least we don't know, but I mean, it's hard to imagine that they'll, that they'll have fans because the COVID situation is supposed to pick up even more in the, into, in the winter months. And I think this month there have been 1 million new cases in November. So in 10 I, days. I, oh, it's in 10 days. Yeah. Ten I, days yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, so yeah, I, I can't envision that they'll have fans, but I don't in think Florida they will. <laughs> you yeah. You're right. Any, basically any, any of the red, the red, red they're going to have some type of, you know, whether it's 10%, 15, 20% capacity, they'll probably have them in there. But, but, but yeah, I mean, I don't, they're not going to do a bubble. I mean, they, they, they're not speaking on it. We haven't heard anything. So it'll probably be kind of the NFL situation where depending upon the States, you'll, you'll go to that, to that team's arena and maybe some will have fans, some won't. But, um, but I mean, I am curious to see how this season will play out. Like I said, it's a lot of storylines uh, for us, you know, the wizards, Obviously, John Wall will be back. Bradley Bill will probably get traded at some point, but he'll be there to start. So uh, I'm curious to see how John Wall will look. I mean, he's been kind of making his rounds, obviously scrimmaging, and he's done some interviews. So, I mean, with all that money he's making, like it's time to see what he'll do when he gets back out there on the court. Like whether, you know what I'm saying, like how he'll try to live up to 40-plus million a year. So... It's a lot. It's a lot to, to to be on the lookout for. Aaron, do you think the Wizards should participate in a signing trade for Davis Bertans? Because there's word on the street <laughs> that a lot of teams are trying to, you know, pretty much shoot their shot with with the, the, with Bertans. <laughs> That's your boy. So what you don't That's understand because you weren't here. <laughs> Davis is my man, right? <laughs> probably, Jeremy probably know he listening. Yeah, playing. yeah, yeah. He, he playing the nut role right now. <laughs> so that's my man. So if it's up to me, and particularly with John Wall, he never gets to play with guys that complement his style of game. He's always trying to clean up Scotty mess and and what's the Bama name? Ernie Grunfeld mess as a part of just trying to perform. So I would like to see him play with John Wall. Um, and they ain't got nothing else coming here in free agency. So overpay the Bama like you did auto, like you did. Uh, what's the other Bama? Uh, the Harold can't stand. Uh, Mahimi. You gave that Bama uh, 64 million. Yeah. yeah. So pay the man. And you can always move him if it's not working before the trade deadline. Hmm. Package him with with Brad Bill and send him to the Lakers for you know I me mean, whatever you can get. Either way, pay the man. Yeah, I purposely asked that question to, to you, Eric. <laughs> yeah, we, I can tell by how you put the emphasis on it. He knew. You know what I'm saying? Let's Let's get the one overall pick or something. If you can go get Lamelo, <laughs> then, then, then Bertans for the number one. Now you crazy. <laughs> Let's now get into our picks. One of the most exciting parts of this podcast. Uh, let's recap the scores for um, coming into week 10. Harold and D are tied at 62. Uh, Jeff at 67 and Aaron in the lead with 69. Let's start with Colts at Tennessee. Tennessee Titans are favored by two and a half. Harold's pick is the Colts. Aaron, who are you going with? 
Tennessee. All right, Jeff. Yeah, I got the Titans. D. Same, Titans. All right, it's unanimous. I'm going with the Titans. Also, uh, second game, Texans at Browns. Browns, our favorite at three and a half. Uh, Jeff, who are you going with? Um, I'm going to take the Texans on this one. All right, D. Texans. Aaron. Texas to cover and win. All right, I'm going with the Texans. Harold is going with the Browns. All right. Next game, Jaguars at Packers. The Packers are favored by 14 points. Harold is going with the Jaguars. Uh, D, who are you going with? Hold on. You said the Packers are favored 14 against the Jags? Yes. Yeah, and Green Bay. And Green Bay? Yeah. Green Bay. Yeah. Yes. Let me check the forecast. Hold on. <laughs> right, it's, there, it is no fans, though, obviously. But yeah, like that forecast, that's a lot of points for sure. The Florida boys? Right. Uh, hey, you said that warm. That oh, warm. Uh, rain in 48? Oh, yes, yeah. sir. Let me get the Packers. Let me get the Packers on that one. <laughs> he is going with the Packers. Aaron, who you going with? Packers. Uh, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going with the Packers too. So Harold is the lone wolf on this lone ranger. Man, three straight, yeah. Dog, that's three straight too. He's trying like, to come he, back, man. He yeah. might come up, dog. He, <laughs> <laughs> yo. Oh man, Packers. I mean, sorry, Bucks at Panthers. Buccaneers are favored by plus man, five man. and a half. Aaron, who you going with? Panthers. All right, Jeff. Yeah, they a bounce back. Let me get the bucks. D. I, I'm it's a division it. joint. Yeah, it's a division. It, 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 it ain't it, it, like it, it, it's a guarantee. You know what I mean? But, I forgot to say this. Christian McCaffrey will be out for at least, or no, he may be out for this game. It's not sure. Uh, he hurt his shoulder on the very last play of the game last week. Yeah. Can we get caveats for, for playing or not? If he played, I got the Panthers, but... Game time decision. If he don't play, <laughs> let you know, me that's double. The high word. You know, uh, that's you the know, high yeah, word. yeah. I was gonna it say because like because he he put in the the, the right in the last minute change for the taking the uh, what is it the Bengals? You know, because Ben because Ben on the the list, but Ben might still play. But you know, so I don't know. We'll see when we get. Yeah, there. he on the five day list, not the uh, yeah attractive list. Then that's just because he was. That's just because he was in contact too with McDonald. So right. you know, it don't. Yeah, it don't stamp that he got it. You know. So D, who you going with? I'm. A, I'm gonna go with the Panthers. Go All Panthers. right. I don't want to. I am going to go with the Bucks. Uh, Harold is going with the Panthers. Uh, next game: Philadelphia Eagles at the New York Giants. The Eagles are favored by three and a half. Harold is going with the Philadelphia Eagles. Jeff, who are you going with? I mean, I think I got Philly in, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if the Giants mess around and win this down, dog. He said, I think I got Philly. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I, 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 wrote, I wrote down Philly, so I'm going to go ahead and stick with him. I'm going to stick with him, yeah. All right, D. Fly, Eagles, fly. Blasphemous, <laughs> <laughs> <Dog>. man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Aaron. Give me the Giants. 
Look, last week I tried to chip choose my Giants. They won the game, but they didn't cover though, man. That's, right, that's a, right, and they right. should have covered. They were up by yeah, 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 they did because uh, the skins was favored. So you three. did cover D. So I I got to look at my sure? picks from last week. You sure? Yeah, the skins were favored, like minus three. Yeah, Washington was. Oh yeah, Washington they were. They were. Yeah, they were. They yeah, were tripping, I got I, I, tripping though. I gotta look at my scores, man. I feel like there's been discrepancies. I gotta go nah. back and look. He <laughs> gave you that on the sheet. I saw it. I saw it. He did? Okay. It's hard to recognize that sheet, though. It's kind of discombobulated, but all right. Yeah, he let's go he got a lot match. going on for sure on that. Yeah, so, so D, clarification. Who you go? You said you you're going Philly. with the Eagles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Aaron. Yeah, I got the Giants. All right. Aaron got the Giants. Ugh, this one's tough. I, I'm gonna go with Philly. Uh, I need Philly to come shit. through on this, John. Dog, I'm gonna go with Philly. Harold, Harold, like I said earlier, he's going with Philly, Washington, and my, my. Detroit. Mm-hmm. Detroit is five, four points. Harold is going with Detroit Lions. Jeff, Aaron, I'm sorry, Aaron. Aaron. You can still take your boys the lines. I'm going with Washington in that in that plus four. Alex Smith. All right. Uh, yeah. All right, Jeff. Yeah, I like Detroit. I think I've tried calling two L's two straight weeks, my rocking with him, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. So credit, dog. He messed man, up. Man, what dog? Yeah. I, I think I gotta go with Washington too, yeah. Just to cover though. D. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Detroit this week. <laughs> I am going to go with Detroit also. If Alex Smith is the quarterback, I ain't got no faith in him. Harold uh, is going, like I said, with the Detroit Lions. Chargers at Dolphins. Dolphins favored by two and a half. Harold is going with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Aaron. Uh, I haven't heard anything about Tua this week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> been real quiet about two of this week. I'm just saying, okay. right? <laughs> and he had a better game too. Right, is <laughs> cool. So with all two that, yeah, all that 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 wild talk after one start like that's ridiculous, dog. These bad. So Aaron, we, Aaron, you wasting your time with me. I'm taking two every game. Rest of the <laughs> <laughs> so I already, oh, I already know what I already know what it's gonna be when uh although he's gonna be on a much a far worse team, but I was gonna say when Trevor Lawrence come in, because that's your boy. You know, I rock yeah. with two I know you like two too, but yeah. yeah. But that's fine. So man. Jeff, we go with <laughs> I got Miami, yeah. All right, D. This Bama this Bama Jeff picked. The Miami Dolphins are no I hesitation. Mean, it's a dog, new day. What you mean? Time, I think dog. it's Tua. You know, Tua been my guy. You know what I'm saying? You know. Uh, I didn't pick half. them that first week, and I picked them last week. They called me that W. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me, let me, go, with the, uh, let me go with the Dolphins. <laughs> I was about to say, y'all, uh, because you used to always pick Miami. Welcome, uh, Joe. 
On the low. <laughs> nah, nah, don't give me that this year. Don't, don't say welcome. You, you, I, I got to say welcome. Dolphins. That's my new squad, dog. No, nah, he said. <laughs> but I didn't pick the Dolphins since last year on these picks. Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, he talking about well, that's he talking I know. About that's I know what he talking but, about, though. I know yeah. he talking about welcome. But, but I was, was going to say, dog, you can't, now that they got their, their franchise quarterback, yeah, you can't stop job picking against these Bamas, dog. Because the D's still intact, and we know Flores yeah. can coach. He's proven yeah. that. So yeah, yeah. And they got Black Jim, dog. They call him yeah. my name. <laughs> it is, it is <laughs> unanimous. I'm going with the Miami Dolphins. Also, here comes Denver Broncos at the Oakland Vegas Raiders. The Raiders are favored by five and a half. Harold is going with the Raiders. Uh, D, who are you going with? Let me let me go with the Raiders. All right, Jeff. Yeah, I think I think I'm gonna go with the Raiders. They've been playing good football pretty consistently this year. So, Aaron, don't do it, yeah. Don't do it. You did that last week. It cost you a game. <laughs> what you mean? You better chill out. What you mean? What you talking to the Jets? Remember, he was like, "Don't do it, don't do it," and I said, "Fine, give me the Jets." <laughs> dog, I definitely would. Yeah. If you ain't do that last week, we would have been tied up. Dog, nah, nah, you would have, you would have got me by a game because you yeah. was eight, you was eight, and I was six. So, you know what I mean. Oh, but, yeah. but yeah, I mean, hey, do do you, man? I just know, like, I know Drew Locke ain't John. He he haven't caught me no W, so I'm I'm kind of like off that, you know. What but I mean? they keep it close. These Bamas keep coming back every week. Like they be blown out. Then this Bama put on a show in the third and right. fourth quarter. Right. Man, not last week when that not last came. week. Yeah, because they what was it? Atlanta. I was the only one that picked the Broncos, and what that get me? <laughs> you're right. You're right. Give me the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> so, Aaron, who you going with on this game? Raiders. Raiders. All right. So, yeah, it's unanimous. Bills at Cardinals. Ooh, that's a good Bills game. are that's favored. By I'm sorry, the Cardinals are favored by two and a half. Mm. So correction, mm. Cardinals crazy. are favored by two and a half. Harold is going with the Bills. Um, Jeff, who are you going with? Yeah, so this is basically like a pick 'em with that two and a half. And with that being said, I got the Bills. All right, Aaron. Give me the Cardinals. D. Bills. I am going to go. I'm going to go with the Cardinals on this one. Harold, reminder: Harold is going with the Bills. 49ers at New Orleans Saints. The Saints are favored by nine points. Harold is going with the Saints. D, who you going with? Let me get the Saints. All right, Aaron. Do you know if Mullen starting or CJ Beathard? Hmm. That I don't know. Give me like 30 seconds. Go ahead to Jeff. Let me get the Saints, man. I'm going to be nice and I'm going to go. I'll make my pick. I'm going to go with the Saints also. So it's now up to you, Aaron, who you going with. Yeah, I think they still start Mullins. Give me the Saints. 
Seattle Seahawks at the Los Angeles Rams. The based on this thing, based on what uh, Harold Rams down here got the Rams at two and a half. Right. Um, Rams two and a half. I was just assuming it was gonna be Seattle. So Rams at two and a half. I see. Did he change it? I see it right here. Seattle at Rams minus two and a half. It say Harold Seattle. Yeah, but the Rams are the team that's favored. Yeah, that's he's picking Seattle though. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, picking. Yeah, Seattle. yeah, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. Favorite is the Rams. Right. I would right. just assume it. Yeah, Seattle. Seattle would be the favorite. I guess the way that defense looked though, you know. Yeah, I mean? bro. <laughs> this whole season. Don't worry about it this week. They got Jared Goff quarterbacking on the other side. That'd be good. <laughs> so that means you picking Seattle then? That's a fact. Alright, so there you go. Uh, Aaron yeah, got Seattle. Jeff, we go. Let me get the Rams. Man. <laughs> okay. Let me get the Rams. Okay. <laughs> you gonna be in the whole hole next week? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll see. D. Seattle. All right, I'm going with Seattle. Also, so you the Lion Ranger, uh, Jeff, on this one. Bengals at Steelers. Um, Real quick note, we mentioned, kind of mentioned it, but Ben Roethlisberger and several other players are on the COVID list. Ben Roethlisberger is on the five-day monitor list. Uh, so it's still a very good shot. He can end up uh, playing this week. So that is the caveat. The Steelers are favored by seven points. Uh, Bengals at Steelers. Harold is going with the Steelers. Uh, D, who are you going with? Steelers. All right, Jeff. Go ahead and get Aaron on this job. <laughs> 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 so you got you to do the give back. Yeah, you had to order last round. Okay. <laughs> that's, seven, that's seven is steep, Paul. It definitely is. Um, if it was six and a half, I'd take it, but I can't do seven. Mm. Pause, pause, pause. Let me get the... Uh, uh, <laughs> let me get the... Uh, Harold's going to finish me on the edit. Let me get the... Uh, <laughs> Let me get the Bengals to cover. Oh man, <laughs> Jeff. Oh, I'm. I think I'm gonna go ahead and go with the Steelers, man. Hopefully, Big Ben, you know, and then it ain't Duck Hodges. He, you know, and we go ahead and beat him by more than a touchdown, man. I'm gonna rock with them. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Bengals. Uh, Ravens at Patriots. Ravens are favored by seven and a half. Harold is going. Ravens. Uh, Aaron, who you going with? Ravens. All right, Jeff. They were funny last week, bro, for real. They, they were, dog. You know what I'm saying? It's still early in the season, Jeff. Stick to your game plan, dog. You ain't got to start throwing. Nah, nah, nah. nah. <laughs> you can still run the ball, dog. It's okay. No, you right. You right. You right. You right. I'm just looking at the Raven. The second half, Lamar Ball, they ended up covering. I'm, I'm, you know, yeah. like the thing about it is New England and Cam is still tricky because. Like, obviously, he had the few-week stretch when he returned from COVID where he slumped. But prior to that, he he played – he was balling, and he played well last night. So, like, that seven and a half in the way – I, I think I'm going to go with them. Not getting open against the Ravens. That You can cancel Christmas on that. Yeah. One. It's going to be ugly, though. Yeah. I, I, yeah, give me, yeah, give me the Ravens, man. <laughs> give me the Ravens, man. All right, D. 
Y'all like best friends. Y'all helping each other out, trying to cover. Um, I just want to see niggas win, dog. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going oh, with the Ravens. All right. Harold is going with the Ravens. Um, on that one. I am going to go with the Patriots. I think the Patriots. Oh, wow. I guess not. Ooh, I mean, okay. okay, Jeremy. All right. I think, I think they'll cover this. It'll be closer. And the last Newton coming back. Okay. <laughs> last game of the week Vikings at Bears. Vikings, our favored by three. Kurt. Vikings at Bears. Vikings favored. Oh, you going Vikings. against the Bears now? <laughs> is this is this Monday Night like Football or something? Is this Monday Night Football? Oh, it's primetime? I believe. Let me look at the schedule. That makes no a difference. It is. No it's the last. No it's the last game. It gotta be. Based, yeah. based on how uh, it's either Sunday or Monday. Monday. No curse. <laughs> Good luck, Joe. Good luck, Joe. No, you've been picking the Bears for how? No, I was gonna pick straight? them anyway. Uh, who was that? The Bears. I was gonna pick. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah, no, but this ain't even about Kirk though, man. It's about it's Dalvin not. Cook. Dalvin huh? Cook, yeah, without yeah. question. This is about Dalvin. And it is the Monday night game, so Vikings ah, are there. Ah, see, there it is. Our and favorite. Would you say that spread at three? Oh, I'm like, like, that's going on the parlay. I might. I'm looking might. at the two. I'm looking at the two and a half on this jump. This bad Mahero blowing me, dog. You know what I'm saying? This jump say two and a half. That's and that, that half still makes a big deal. That half yeah. points is major, dog. Yeah. You know I might put saying? the whole November winnings on this joint. Kirk on Monday night football. No, sir. No, sir. So, uh, D, who you going with? Uh, uh, the Bears has been been kind of slumming to me, Matt. Man, they, they messed me up last week. I'm, I, I want to go with the Vikings because of Dalvin. Dalvin's cooking. I'm going to go with the Vikings, man. Aaron. Bears. Jeff. Vikings. Go with I'm going to go Kurt all flip it. All fast. I'm going to go with the Vikings going against all intuition with Kirk Cousins on a primetime game. And right. I'm going to go with the Vikings. Uh, Harold is going with the Bears. And that will wrap it up for our NFL picks. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, hopefully you all enjoyed this show. Uh, shout out to my boy, Harold Laws, obviously, who's given me this uh, the pleasure of co-hosting this show. I want to thank you all for everything you do. Uh, remember to check out all the people we support. Uh, Where's Buffy Podcast, uh, Bender's Knows, Bender Knows Best, uh, Sports Talk Tasha, Jenna Garcia, uh, my podcast, the Sports Reality Podcast, with my co-host, Matt. Matthew White. Uh, before we get out of here, any other last thoughts, guys? Nope. We'll oh. see what happened with this presidency. <laughs> <laughs> this transition. <laughs> oh, man. I want to thank y'all for everything y'all do. Until next time, everyone. Peace. You can check out our podcast each and every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play. Just search Other Side of Sports. Or you can follow us on Instagram at OSS980. Shut up! Give me a turn to speak! Fine, see? You do that to me. How does it feel? How does it feel to be told to shut up? We've talked about Let me speak. How does that feel?